0: Hello and welcome to the Oi Let's Talk podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Gemma. Two friends talking fitness, mindset, business and everything else in between.
1: We really mean everything. Expect banter, education and organised chaos. Your Your new new podcast podcast besties. besties.
0: Hello, guys. I was going to do our usual intro, but honestly, fuck the intro because I'm so excited to be back. Let's send it. Let's send (laughs) it. Oh, my gosh. It has been a hot minute, and I think it would be rude if we didn't do a little bit of a life update because we have been fucking MIA.
1: Things have been going on. A lot has happened. We need to get you up to date.
0: I don't even know where to start. When was the last time we recorded an episode? Actually, I know where to start. I'm just about to cut you off already we're already back on our dumb bullshit again aren't we <laughs> bullshit. i've missed our bullshit no same <laughs> but before we start you guys will notice well you won't if you're listening to this in your airpods that we have had a facelift and if you want to see what i'm talking about you need to head on over to our youtube channel because that is our new exciting announcement we now have a youtube channel a tiktok we've had a facelift we're in a new space new environment Same vibes. We've essentially
1: decided to level up and also to send it. And the thing that I love about YouTube is you can watch the full length episode with us and it can you can see long form content you can kind of get to watch it alongside us and I think it's a really good addition to yeah. the podcast
0: and I also just feel like you get to be a part of our friendship like you're literally just pulling up a chair at the table are having we're a chat
1: now. you're one of yeah. us 100% you're sitting with
0: us chilling out I love it, I love it. so that's our probably the, biz- the biggest thing that we're announcing for the podcast at the moment we've got a lot of other things planned yeah. but give us a life update Gem
1: oh what have we done I Casually went to New Zealand and climbed a mountain with thirteen strangers on a TV show. So that was that's a pretty Fuck big yeah, deal. You did. Um, so much happened around that as well. So many cool opportunities that I've been a part of, um, and it was awesome. It was a lot to take in, but so grateful for the people that I met and the experience. Absolutely insane.
0: Insane. And me watching you on TV, <laughs> I was like. Holy fucking shit. Go, Bestie. Like, you gave me, You gave me
1: um proud mum vibes. I was. was I was like best.
0: stage mum. Like, think of Mean Girls when she's got yeah. the quarter and she's, yeah. like, dancing in the aisle. That was me while you were on TV. I was
1: so grateful for you and my <laughs> close friends, like, coming to, you know, watch parties and things like that and also getting the contestants together and, you know, my friends to watch the last Such episode. That was so, so nice. Um, but such a cool experience and i'm really happy for putting myself out there i've never traveled to new zealand before i really just fully just submitted to the fact that i didn't know what i was really gonna get into and i'm so glad i did it
0: and honestly what a like once in a lifetime opportunity absolutely yeah that's so fucking cool and now i can stop lying to everyone when they ask me where you are
1: yeah i was like i'm in bali i'm taking a break from social media but also in terms of you know once in a lifetime opportunity I'm fully in the mindset that you just have to say yes to stuff Mm -hmm. because things like that or you know are not always going to come around and I want the experience I want the memory and I just want to give things a shot yeah because there's so much to gain from doing that a hundred percent
0: so many things are happening and I'm so excited to see where this takes you because it's gonna be fucking sick
1: thank you you're
0: welcome (laughs) all righty let's that was the only news I have no news I've just been in Melbourne doing my thing
1: you're doing you're you're, you're 100% doing things yeah, but, like, I'm not fucking climbing a mountain things.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? Or being yeah. on on TV or anything like that. Um, I am moving to Bali for a month, which is super exciting. So Casually. I leave in, like, three weeks, same time, roughly, that you go to Europe. And then we're going back again. And then we're going back to Bali in October. Yeah. All the things are happening. Yeah. Um, but I guess that brings us to what we're talking about today. And I think we need to do a tiny little trigger warning because it is going to be yeah. probably an emotionally heavy podcast. Yeah. And we are going to be talking about... Grief and loss. So, if that's something that's a little bit sensitive to you, definitely don't listen on to the rest of this podcast. Yeah. Um. But today we're going to be talking about. This is very much an episode about you, Gem, and I'm really excited about it. <laughs>
1: next, can we do next one about you? Boring. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but this is a really. This is going to be a really good episode because I feel like this is something that you don't speak about very often. Yeah. And granted, it's a very hard topic to talk about. Yeah. But I think that this is part of your journey in. I'm already getting emotional about yeah. it. Oh my god, fucking cancel! I'm actually, like see ya. All you guys are going to hear in your ears is literally me just being like, <laughs> "I want to go home. This is too sad." But I think that this is a huge part of who you are as a person, and what you've been through in life is really quite hard, but really fucking awesome. The way that you've come out of it, yeah, and that you've just taken life by the balls.
1: Yeah, I think I just assume. You know, when you get in a bubble and, like, you've experienced something, for example, you just assume everybody knows. I don't know. I just have that assumption. And then when people have asked me about, you know, my dad or, like, certain things and I've been quite sensitive to them, I've been like, oh, I haven't actually explained to people, like, that whole experience and kind of how that shaped me to who I am today because there's attributes of what I experienced that definitely help me make the decisions that I make today and how I want to live my life.
0: Mm. And also made you climb a mountain
1: yeah I honestly made and me climb a mountain maybe skydive recently like start ma- your own business start your own business all of that and, and really
0: just take opportunities in your stride yeah
1: and relationships tell people that I love them really like I have so much love for my friends and I, I cherish the relationships that mm-hmm. I have and I hold them even more close now than I think I ever did
0: yeah so maybe explain what has happened
1: yeah um <laughs> Pretty hard to explain, yeah. actually. Um, essentially, my my dad. I'm an only child, so I was really close with my dad, and he always did FIFO. Was always traveling around and working, and I was always on track of his schedule, like when he's coming home and so forth. And this particular time, I had just finished. I quit my corporate job and I was going to launch my coaching business or PT in the new year in like January. So I had this whole plan and this whole trajectory of how I thought the year was going to go. This is in 2018. Anyway, my dad randomly um, texted me and just said like, I'm actually flying home. I think it was in like two or three days time, which was quite strange Mm. and he was pretty vague. So I picked him up from the station or the airport. and. He essentially said, I had a scan and there was something on my lung and I'm just going to see what that means. I've got an appointment. So that was just a lot of new things happening, a lot of uncertainty. And then we went to that appointment, which I think was at Peter Mac in the city um, and essentially when so was we... So
0: an oncologist appointment? Oncologist or, appointment, okay. but
1: I honestly, it's like I'm Had flying no home, we're going to an appointment. That was the extent that I knew, and I was always, even though I was a bit sus because of the timeline of that, mm. I was just like, unless you hear something bad, you're not, not going to think about that. Yeah. Anyway.
0: And why would you think that the worst-case scenario Absolutely. could be something that's happening right now?
1: Absolutely. And my dad was such a, just a positive, like, get shit done kind of man, yeah. so he was playing this down as well. So we went to that appointment and essentially really quickly, the oncologist or the doctor who saw us pretty much said, they drew a graph and they said, this is today's date. This is a 12 month timeline. And pretty much as they were drawing the graph, it was going down, 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 down. So basically saying that your likelihood for lasting further than 12 months is very unlikely. You're terminally ill, you have lung cancer and I was in complete shock and my dad, who kind of had like a hard exterior, he started crying and then we essentially drove home just trying to like take in what had just happened.
0: So in in that moment, I want to ask a question, obviously. And obviously, if I ask any questions that you're like, we're not answering, just say it.
1: I'm sending it on this podcast. Um,
0: I want to ask in that moment, sitting in that office with the oncologist, finding out that news, what was your first thought?
1: Honestly, the first thought was just pure shock and just trying to take in that news. Mm. And then the second thought was, how is he taking that news? Yeah. And then the th- the last thing was, what can I do with him before he goes? Yeah. Like, what experiences can we fit into this? Because... When it's just so apparent, nothing else matters. Like all that matters is like the time you have left, what you can do together. Trying to stay positive. So I kind of just went into I don't know if I'd call it fight or flight, but yeah. I definitely put on an exterior that like we're handling this together. Yeah. And every following appointment that we went to together, he would refer to me to all of the doctors as like, Gem is my rock. Like Aww. we're coming to these. Like she's kind of helping me through this. And like I took on that role as being like the strong one that was handling it even though I was obviously struggling with what was happening but I wanted to put on the front that like we can do this we're going to be positive like is there any other treatment options I tried to go down that route before just accepting the essentially the fate that we don't have long left yeah yeah wow
0: that's that's a lot so how old were you at this time
1: I'm so bad with numbers this is like Uh, 26 yeah 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 around 26. 26 yeah wow
0: So then can you kind of paint a picture what happened from the diagnosis to when he did pass away?
1: Yeah, so I don't want to get the timeline too wrong, but my memory is essentially... So we drove home, we were both driving home crying, and then we kind of were in a bit of shock, of course, but also we weren't just going to accept that he was yeah. looking at every single thing he could do treatment options different retreats very just similar 100 <laughs> percent. he actually was like looking up retreats treatment options changing of diet all of this yeah. stuff um so that's kind of where we were leading the thing that i liked about that even though it's hard because you do need to accept the reality of the situation yeah. i did think that putting attention and focus on at least looking after yourself as well yeah. as possible, that's never going to be a negative. And also
0: being a little bit more positive, 100%. I can assume in a situation yeah. like that, is going to help you a little bit in the mindset of things. 100%. Yeah. So
1: he had such a strong mindset. He definitely, I don't believe... Again,
0: very similar yeah.
1: to you. So very strong mindset. We both just kind of powered through the following few months. So as I said at the start of this episode, my goal was start my business and then kind of go down that route. But I kind of changed my trajectory a bit around that time because I was like, this isn't the right time to start a business and I wanna be able to care and take my dad to appointments. So I kind of stopped what I was doing a bit and decided to run classes because I could clock in, clock out, get my really, you know, get a lot of experience and then I don't have to take on, I can take on whatever hours I want. So that's kind of what I did with that time, um, which was a good outlet for me. But essentially those following few months just looked like driving to the um, hospital to, have chemo, he tried a lot of different treatment options. So some of them were, um, you know, new treatment options. Like he was pretty much trying everything that they would allow him to try. Um, So chemo is really rough on your body. Um, A lot of those times when we're at home in between then it's just kind of managing those symptoms. And other than that, we were just trying to, we tried to plan a road trip. Um, We tried to do other fun things at home. Um, While also managing being quite sick and for the first I'd say like three months or so Spirits were really high as much as they could be so we'd go to chemo and I would sit with him And then we would do that together and then drive home There was a lot of kind of breaking down and sadness in between that but for the most part we stayed as positive as possible and then I think there was a few positive appointments, so I would go to an appointment and they'd be like, you know, there's actually a reduction in cancer. That happened once. Yeah, wow. And um, that's why I have a thumbs up on my foot. Yeah. Because from that appointment, my dad was like, send a thumbs up to my family, oh. which is a lot. Yeah. Sorry.
0: The tears are starting. I knew that we would be 100%. crying on this podcast.
1: But I think it's important to be vulnerable. Yeah. Um, <clears throat>
0: sorry. And honestly, Jem, like speaking about this, it's... Like, you have so much strength, and I'm gonna cry now. Oh my god, (laughs) guys! I said that this podcast would just be tears, but you do have so much strength being able to actually have this conversation. Your dad would be so fucking proud
1: 100%. And, like, I have, yeah, such a good memory of my dad. My dad was an absolute legend, yeah. And I feel like I'm, um, I have so much from him that I'm thankful for. But anyway, so yeah, pretty rapidly, um, then he just started to decline within like a six to eight. Week window, I'd imagine. Wow. And then we kind of looked at palliative care. So we had someone come into our house and talk about moving into palliative care. And we was got, that
0: going to be in a hospital setting or yeah, at home? Yeah.
1: Um, we looked at both options. Yeah. Um, I also noticed that he started reading a book about kind of accepting that you're coming to the end, which, yeah. even though that's hard to think about, <clears throat> I did. It probably helped. Him. I, I wanted him to at least do what he felt like like tying off all of the loose ends feeling like he was happy with how he was leaving things and he did start to speak more positively about being happy with the life that he's lived and he had so much love towards me and I felt like we had a lot we were really grateful for anyway and then yeah we got a ramp installed in home and we kind of prepared for like declining and then within a week he had passed away Oh wow. Yeah. So it was very rapid. Yeah, it was really rapid. So, and I've never experienced anything like this. So maybe if you're no. a nurse listening or someone listening, you might be like, that's to be expected. Yeah. But the whole time I had no idea really of what that decline or timeline was gonna look like. Mm. So that was really hard, like just deteriorating. Like he got told he wasn't allowed to drive anymore. The next minute, no more driving. And then we wanted to travel and do some trips. And then it was like, that's not allowed anymore. But you just really don't know until yeah. you go through and something I think like as that well,
0: i mean i've never been in that that experience before but i can imagine you being in that moment yeah you're trying to be positive you're trying to not look at the negative things that are yeah. happening and like you said if you're not a nurse and you've never been around that before how are you to know that really don't know. gonna happen so fast yeah so from the time that he was diagnosed to the time that he passed how long is this time frame roughly
1: Roughly eight, seven to eight months. Wow. Yeah, which, as I said at the very start, like it was I'm coming home to Melbourne, and then it was you are going into this appointment, and then it was bam, we're starting chemo next week, and then it was that rapid decline. So, I, I I put on this exterior of just like let's just do what we can, like positive yeah. and all of that, and the only thing that I kind of really struggled with was because there's so much uncertainty with the sickness you just really don't have a grasp of how much time you truly have left yeah. and that was really hard to 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 grasp because I, I had this guilt afterwards where i was like why the fuck did i work at all like i should have just spent every single moment doing stuff and yeah. that really got to me but then at the end of the day like there's an unlimited amount of things we could do together we knew that we loved each other. We had so many good memories together. Like, that is enough. But yeah. I think that's probably a feeling that a lot of people would have when someone passes. Suddenly, that did is... Did I do enough? Did I do enough? Why didn't I spend more time? Why didn't I get off my fucking phone? Like, those kinds of things I thought about afterwards. But I had to just cut myself a break because I was just trying to cope. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah.
0: So, I have a question about grief, I yeah. guess. Yeah what has been your grieving process or the journey that you had with grief? Because I know, like, I've had a couple of people in my life pass away that were quite close to me. Yeah. Um, But grief looks different for everyone. So I want to know, how did you kind of cope with that after his passing?
1: I definitely think that... When so when he passed, I had a good relationship with oncologists and doctors and all Mm. of that and they kind of gave me resources for grief counselling. Yeah. I probably should have done more of that, I believe, and I probably will still do that in the future. Um, because I looked at all of that, but I also helped plan his funeral and I did a speech to his funeral and a lot of other things that go on with someone passing away. So I think that I distracted. I just was distracted. Yeah. But the things that I think so with grief for me it's still a highly sensitive topic. Yeah. So um, you kind of go through this period where shortly after everyone's kind of consoling you and they kind of don't know how to, how to react around you because don't how to it's, treat they, you. they don't know how to treat yeah. you. Right. Um, and I had so much love and support. And then the feeling that you have, it's not like as time goes on linear in a linear fashion that your grief or sadness just declines. It actually feels to me like it's heightened at different times and it's still so raw. So Mm. it doesn't matter if it happened, you know, four or five years ago. It's still something that I have such a vivid memory and experience of that it goes up and down. So like funny things of like there was this like cute old man at the gym the other day that looks like my dad and I was just like so cute. (laughs) And he was like training with his daughter and I was like, that's so nice. And like things like that that I look at in like a happy light, but also just like a sadness. Sad, yeah. It's just like, it's really sporadic that that can happen um, in that fashion. And is
0: it almost like random things yeah. will remind you of him or trigger you and you'll be emotional about something that you wouldn't really think that you would be necessarily emotional about?
1: Absolutely. So one thing in particular that I did not think was going to set mm. me off was um, before he passed away, we kind of was were talking about different like walks would do and there was this particular walk um in the Nongs that's mm. got statues I forgot what it's called anyway we kept when you drive home you see the sign for this walk and we we're like we really want to go there we'd wanted to go there forever anyways when he passed away and I was driving home one day I saw that sign and I was just like I didn't get to take him yeah. and that really upset me and I didn't think that it was going to upset me so much but Over time, and speaking to other people has helped, I think, as well as processing just, you know, what that whole year was like for me. Um, Talking to people if I am struggling or feeling extra sensitive really helps, like, trying not to just bottle it up. So, if something does trigger me, like, I'll tell Ben or I'll tell you and I'd be like, I'm feeling kind of sad about this. And then if I thought it was really, really bad, I would go and talk to a psychologist. So, yeah. That's pretty much how grief has felt to me. So the takeaways being it's not linear. It doesn't just go away with time. It still feels very raw.
0: And also give yourself maybe the space to feel those emotions. Yeah, it's normal. Have people that you can go to to speak about when you're not feeling so good or when something has really upset you. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much for being so open about that. I knew there was going to be so many tears in that moment.
1: 100%.
0: Now, I want to know. Yeah. From your dad's passing. Yeah. What are the things that what what has death kind of taught you about living?
1: I would say that death has taught me that life is short and you never know. Like tomorrow's never promised. Yeah. So one, tell people you love them and create meaningful relationships. Don't fuck around with half-assed relationships. I, I only want that. I only want genuine people in my life mm-hmm. and I don't have time for much else. Yeah. Because again, time is limited, time exactly. is precious. Two experiences putting things off obviously within reason we all have jobs we all have to you know yeah. make out make an income but don't continue to put things off at the expense of just grinding away so mm. something that don't i know don't forget to live life yeah. something that i know that my my dad had this realization of which also has stuck with me is um when he passed away one he wanted to before then, he wanted to join the gym as soon as he got sick. Mm. So that really stuck with me because we had a few bits of gym equipment at home and when he was sick at the start, he wasn't too sick to do things. He was trying to train. He was trying to do stuff. Mm. And as an observer looking in, it made me really sad because that is such a reactive response to something. Yes. Yeah. I want to train and I want to look after myself now and I want to cherish that and think about that as such a gift. So doing things now and not putting them off training and your health are everything yeah the other thing I took away from that is he wanted to do a road trip with me he started to plan a road trip we had a massive um printout of Australia I still ended up doing this after he passed but massive printout of Australia and it's kind of like such a hard worker such a um like absolutely amazing at what he did but he kind of missed out on doing that road trip, yeah. which made me really sad because it was something that he wanted to do. There was a few other little travely things. So he still fit a lot into his life, but something that stuck with me was the fact that he didn't get to do that. Mm. So for me, I want to work and I want to strive for my business goals, but I also am going to make sure that I fit in travel and life experiences yeah. and I'm going to say yes to things. So the biggest thing that this whole experience um, kind of stuck with me is... The valuing my friendships, telling people that I love them, saying yes to opportunities and really just going for it because I don't want to look back in my life and think about what I could have done and also we never know how long we have left. Yeah. and i don't want to get too dark on that but i just but it's true it is true so i really just don't want to say you know when i'm retired i'm going to do xyz no i'm going to do things now and i'm going to live a, a full life mm. especially in his honor yeah. and i'm going to do things that i'm really proud of
0: yeah i agree and look at what you've done i mean in the last six months <laughs> alone I don't, I don't has been do- <laughs> insane yeah like literally insane who the fuck goes on a tv show Climbs a mountain. It's pretty good. Skydives, <laughs> starts a business, runs a business. There's still podcast. so much I wanna do though. But oh, yeah, I know. Wait, you've got time. <laughs> I you've know. Got time. I know. And you're going to Europe?
1: Yeah. In like I have so many things I wanna do. I'm going to Europe just in case you're wondering in forty four days. <laughs>
0: I feel like you've also been doing a lot of travelling lately because that yeah. was not something that you had put on high on your priority list for a long time. Yeah. But now you're like Bali, Europe, New Zealand, anywhere that you can go, you're ready. And
1: I'm building a life around the ability to have those life experiences. We both have our own businesses and something that is so important and why my business is so focused on you know being able to work online as well is because I want the freedom to be able to help as many people as possible travel yeah. and have that lifestyle where I can see friends and
0: and live your and life. live my life like yeah. that is
1: really important to me so I don't just want to grind away in a corporate job like I used to yeah. just for the sake of earning xyz like it's just not anything that appeals to me at all so that's another big one And
0: do you think maybe the last question to wrap this podcast up yeah do you think that you moving into having more of a freedom-based life was driven by seeing what happened to your dad and your dad's passing i know you said that you quit your corporate job before that yeah but where you are now in your life and you taking life by the balls and taking every opportunity that comes your way is that really driven by what happened
1: i definitely would say that i am a bigger risk taker in terms of i'll of course calculate what could go wrong yeah. but i'm more so just like fuck it just go for it like I honestly I think I send it more with things like unknown situations I'm just like I can handle this like I feel like I can handle it or I'm going to learn something from it so I would definitely say that I feel like I I feel more equipped to take risks Mm. I also feel like what is there to lose and I also just want to go harder on the things that I are important to me yep. so from that experience I think maybe before I would have been a little bit more reserved or a bit stressed about decision making but now I'm like let's fucking go yeah yeah
0: I love that you are just so fucking determined and <laughs> I love being a part of it thank you so much for speaking so openly about that thank you I feel like there's going to be so many people who listen to this episode resignating with so much that you said thank you as well as you being a little bit more vulnerable i think it's really cool
1: i think you've said this to me as well and in my head i think i just assume people know certain things about me but i probably am just so focused on what i'm doing that i don't let this part always be known yeah but i i do love talking about it because it is an experience that i hope One, it motivates me, but I hope that those little takeaways in terms of valuing your health, Mm. in terms of going for things that are important to you and changing your career trajectory, if that's going to really align with what's important to you like we have. I hope that those nuggets that, you know, drive me every day can also drive you.
0: Yeah, I love that. Thank Thank you you you. guys so much for listening. Again, thanks, Gem. You are literally the most...
1: I'm that, struggling
0: with the hate. I know. Sorry, but you I'm need sorry. to just hear me out for a second because I wish that everyone got a Gemma in their life. Really, <laughs> like if you guys are listening and you're wanting to form a friendship, not with Gemma because she's my friend. No kidding. But if you guys are wanting, <laughs> <laughs> No, but if you guys are wanting to form friendships with somebody, just do it because if people have a Gemma in their life they would be living a fucking happy and blissful life because you are the most determined, (laughs) strong woman that I have ever met. No more tears. I love you. I love you a lot as well. And I'm so grateful for you. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. We're so happy to be back. I know that this episode was a little bit more emotional than what we usually do, but I think that this was something that I'm so happy that you spoke about. I remember the first time you told me this story, and I'd met—I'd met in I'd met you. That's not a word. I had met you twice. Yeah. This was the second time we hung out, and I had tears in my eyes. I think we were crossing walking, the road, walking across the street, Sorry. and I was like, "Don't cry in front of her. This is going to be so odd. She's going to think I'm such a weirdo." Okay. But yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you did enjoy today's podcast, please, you know what, what to do: like, subscribe, tag us on Instagram. You can find us on YouTube. Like I mentioned at the start of this podcast. TikTok, all the things at Oi Let's Talk.
1: Thank you again, guys.
0: Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.